0: They've been a threat to humanity since the beginning of our species. Even in the face of modern medicine, invisible organisms threaten our health and safety every day. And there's one deceptively simple protection against those invasive forces, but a vast majority of people have not been using it. I'm Adam Toy, and this is why. We've been hearing the public health advice to prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus for months now. Stay six feet or two meters away from people not in your household. Or wear a mask if you can't. Stay home if you're sick. And wash your hands with soap and water. It's that last one. It's a piece of advice that's been passed down generation after generation, ever since soap was discovered some five millennia ago. And according to the Wikipedia entry for soap, quote, In hand-washing as a surfactant, when lathered with a little water, soap kills microorganisms by disorganizing their membrane lipid bilayer and denaturing their proteins. It also emulsifies oils, enabling them to be carried away by running water. So what are the challenges of adopting the habit of hand-washing, and what role do corporations have to play? Miriam Sidibe is a senior fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School and is the founder of Brands on a Mission. Thanks for joining me today, Miriam.
1: Thank you very much, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: Uh, Where do we find you here today?
1: I'm I'm actually sitting out of Nairobi today. So I'm in Kenya, sitting in Nairobi, and where I'm currently grounded and where my family is. So I'm in between, um, usually, Nairobi and Cambridge, Massachusetts.
0: Okay, Uh, That's quite the commute that is quite
1: <laughs> that's quite a commute i have to say my kids have been very happy that wait, there's no travel going on at the moment
0: <laughs> mm, i bet so uh, tell me about about the the work that you've been doing um uh, surrounding public health and uh, especially in, in um i my understanding is a lot of it has been on on the african continent that you've been working on
1: no so i've been i've been working globally um so over the last 15 years i've been you know uh, working in Unilever and then took the last two years sabbatical at um, Harvard Kennedy School. And as part of Unilever, I have basically started a movement um, to drive the largest hand washing program um, in over 33 countries. And that is one of the, the key elements that we've been, um, that, you know, that, that I've been driving and I guess I, for which I'm, I'm mostly known for. Um, we managed to get there in 2019, finally. So I started, kick started the, con- the concept. Um, And got us to to a point where the team continued as well whilst I was in Saradko and and finalized that. I think for me, the key thing here is about, you know, how health and well-being is like the foundation of social justice. And, you know, know, I've always believed that, you know, if you can find the right intersection between purpose and business, that um, you can actually do quite a lot of good whilst growing your brand. Um, And I guess uh, what this has shown is that marketing for public health is exactly that. It's a a new discipline that gives companies and brands a clear framework on how they should embrace public health ethics so that for every marketing dollar that they would spend, that they will actually try to drive some real impact as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I'd I'd like to to get into kind of that that intersection of of, or, or, or how there can be benefits for both Public health and for corporate interests uh, through so, some of the work that you've you've done. But I, I wonder. Uh, I'd like to, to begin at, at what's perhaps a, a rather simple um, mechanism that you mentioned, as far as you know, increasing public health, and that's and that's that's hand washing. How how effective is hand washing at, keep, at, at keeping people healthy?
1: <laughs> um, in the middle of COVID-19 it is the only the best line of defense that we have to COVID-19 as you can tell right until we get a vaccine that is probably the only thing that we will need to that we have at our disposal if there's one behavior that unites probably the whole world at the moment it is uh, hand washing with soap but before COVID-19 we've known that hand washing with soap was one of the best cost, uh, low cost intervention um, that out there and, and I think one of the key things about um, you know, hand washing with soap is that it reduces diarrhea, it reduces respiratory infections um, and it reduces you know, eye infections as well, so that's been something that's been absolutely critical and, um, uh, you know, and that, that's been basically one of my um, missions for life um, over the last 20 years is trying to define and get um, you know, and the industry and businesses and soap brands to really endorse this as a social mission um, it comes very intuitively to a soap brand because obviously you're about hand-washing with soap and, you know, and I spent you know, over 15 years working with the Lifebuoy brand, which at its DNA and its purpose is around saving lives and helping um, mothers you know, and their kids fall ill a little bit less often. So you know, getting into a mission of driving 1 billion people um, to hand-washing with soap um, you know, across Asia, Africa and Latin America is a, is a sound social mission for a soap. But I think the key question is how do you embed this, that it actually informs what I call brand say and brand do, right? Brand say is basically what you talk to your consumer about. Brand do is how you drive the impact. And I think there is, and what my book is about, and my book does in brands on the mission, is that it defines what that framework of brand do should be, and how are you going to be able to have this purpose, uh, this purpose tree, which is the, the, the purpose tree. That see behind me, which basically is the framework that I give to brands and companies as a way for them to to drive this impact at scale whilst being able to reap as well business benefits as well. So that's one of the starting points. So, I mean, to go back to your question, handwashing with soap is the most cost-effective health intervention out there. It was before COVID-19. It remains even more topical at the moment because of COVID-19. Um, And I think I have called for a a global marketing call on getting everybody galvanized so that we can get hand washing with soap in every single household, and that we can reduce the barriers that stop people from being able to practice hand washing with soap. Because if you look at the global um, data on hand washing with soap, you'll find that 19% of, of only 19% of people practice hand washing regularly. That's four people out of five coming out of the toilets without washing their hands. So I, I, I think the, the the point here is to not take for granted the fact that people are washing their hands. I think there is an element of, you know, education is not equa- equating at all to behavior change. And that's something that we are trying very hard um, to work on, uh, you know, as part of Unilever, but also as part of Lifebuoy.
0: So I was uh, earlier watching your, your TED talk that I guess is now six years old, and it really struck me that, um, I mean, I, I, so I had spent some time uh, earlier in my life traveling through the Caribbean uh, doing some some humanitarian work, and it it, it really struck me uh, thinking back about, you know, you speaking about how, how washing hands can prevent, like you said, uh, diarrhea, uh, respiratory illnesses, and how that can save literally millions of children's lives a year, um, and then I, I thought back about how often I did or didn't see soap you know, uh, in the, you know, the, some of the poorest country, there's poorest provinces in, if it's, um, you know, Jamaica or Dominican Republic or Haiti. And it's, it, it, um, it's the bar of soap, as, as he said, it, it's, it's such a, you know, in the developed, in the developed world, we see it as, 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 as almost a, an afterthought, but for those countries um, and, and for those, those families who, who are, uh, you know, in developing countries, it, it, it can literally be life and death.
1: The Lifebuoy brand was launched in 1894 in Victorian England to actually combat cholera. Last week, I was in Ghana with the Minister of Health because if you don't know, there's a cholera outbreak in Ghana at the moment. 118 years later, the solution is exactly the same. It's about ensuring that they have access to this bar of soap and that they're using it because that's the number one way to actually stop cholera from spreading.
0: The the other thing that 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 that, I, that kind of strikes me about your uh, your talk is is how um, marketing and marketers can be uh, like they already they're they're in the business of of forming public opinion. What can marketers do, especially for those soap companies and and for industry? What what are what can they do? What are you calling on them to do to be able to help make, uh, save more lives with with soap? What are some specific t- steps, if you can? Lay those out for us.
1: So well, I think first, and let me take your first part of the question, which is accessibility, affordability of soap, right? Because I think obviously to be able to wash your hands with soap, um, you need three things. You need a place where you can wash your hands with soap. So, you know, in a lot of countries, it's for their hand-washing facilities if you don't have a sink. Um, the second thing that you need is water <laughs> that is running enough that you'll be able to practice the number recommended of hand-washing with soap. And obviously, you need a soap. Um, you know what we found is that soap is usually available 99% of the time. So soap penetration is not an issue. There is some type of soap. It may not be your luxurious soap. It may not be Dove. It may not be you know like some of these soap, But there will be some sort of bars of soap available, whether it's a laundry bar or not. Um, and um, but I think the most difficult uh, actually is the presence of putting all these three things together. And usually, what you'll find is that you know and and we take for granted you know in in some of our countries in europe in africa in you know in some of the elite in africa where you just come out and you find a sink with running water and so on. but actually that is probably the number one predi- uh, predicate for people to wash their hands with soap if you put all these three things in, in the same place after the toilet most people will wash their hands because it's a reminder and it's all it's making it easy for them to practice so i think my part of my life battles has been very much around I'm trying to bring these three things together because even if you look into the SDGs, SDG 6.2, which is you know one of the sub-indicators, it's not so much about people washing, hands, it, it's about the presence of hand washing facilities as an indicator. So it's really important to keep in mind that you need these three things at the same place. So of course the soap companies have a real role to play in them. One, they can make the soap appealing, they can make the soap, uh, the fragrance appeal to a mother somewhere. They can make it affordable. They can put it into format that families can afford, where they can put small soap for the, you know, for the kids, or you know, like uh, for for hand washing and keeping big soap for body washing. I mean, there's all sorts of configurations around what is the right way to do this. And then finally, the other thing that's really, really important is the fact that um, they, you know, they they can they can they can also weave their messages. You know, uh, um, embed the routine of hand washing with soap make sure embed the routine or disrupt the bad routine. Because one of the things that we recognize is that we need to keep the messages of hand washing surprising all the time. Because if you put the poster up next to a sink, after one week of seeing the poster, it almost feels like it's it's wallpaper. Nobody is actually, it's no longer initiating a response. And I think that's the key part on how to cure behavior, which I think marketing can do a lot of. And that is the brand advantage because they are constantly communicating to their consumers, so that they can keep talking about the ways in which you can do hand washing with soap um, at, at that at that period and at that moment. So that's for me, it's a super important moment. Um, the, this ability to be able to you know to work together, um, to infuse some of these marketing techniques with some of the science that we know from neuroscience, from behavior change, and from from business as well, um, you know, techniques, creativity, disruptions, um, fun um, moments, um, you know, and, and and we've done lots of great things with kids to remind them how to wash hands, for example. So I think all of this is something that brands can help with, and you know, and let's not take for granted. You talked about some of the countries like. Haiti and you know, some of the countries where I'm sitting in, in some of the poorest countries in Kenya, where there is none of this, right? The soap is seen a bit as a luxury. They you know, a school will never see soap. They will never have running water. So here is where you can really work with some of these private sector companies to think about and putting top of the agenda, public health and definitely hand washing with soap. And that's something that I'm striving to do. And, you know, COVID-19 has helped me in a bit because it's now, you know, putting this at the top of the agenda.
0: I, I want to talk about your hand-washing program. Um, in your TED talk you said that you had the ambition uh, to reach a billion people by this year. Um, I, I'm wondering what that hand-washing program included, I imagine it's probably some of those hand-washing indicators you're talking about, and did you reach that billion people?
1: Yeah, we did reach the one billion people in 2019, it took us almost 10 years. Um, and uh, because, because I think we were very strict with ourselves as well. So. About 300 million of those uh, um, 1 billion people were actually through a school's program. So uh, an award-winning school program called the School of Five, which basically was translated in over 19 languages in 19 million copies, and it's probably been more distributed than Superman um, at the moment. And um, so that's the hand-washing program, which is a 21-day program that we've done, you know, from Indonesia to Bangladesh, to Ghana, to Kenya, to South Africa. I mean you know, getting kids to get into a routine of hand washing with soap. Um, so there, there was that. We did mother's program. So really tackling, um, you know, new new moms because we know that 45% of the deaths that happen um, happens actually in the neonatal stage. So that's that's a very important moment that we wanted to tackle. Then I think the other part that's super important is um, that we, we had a conversation and that we wanted to, to, to be able to, um, to work on is um, is what it was oh yes we did we evaluated the 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 main core advertising to see whether that was driving behaviors and we realized that some advertising were actually a a very important driver so that's something else that you can find in this one billion i think 300 or so million of those are there so yeah so that was about where the one billion came from so it was a combination of Movers programs, schools programs, digital programs, and and mass media program as well. So I think that's usually how that's how we reach the one billion.
0: <laughs> wow, that's uh, that, that's quite uh, quite an achievement. Uh, congratulations! Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, um, so with these, uh, as as we've kind of as you've mentioned, COVID nineteen hand washing is is probably the best defense that we have against contracting the novel coronavirus. Now. Uh, around the world sk- kids are going back to school and I'm wondering if you have any like concrete uh, techniques or, or suggestions for those teachers for those administrators for those for those parents who are looking to help keep their kids uh, healthy and safe and and kind of uh, build in a uh, handwashing habit uh, for their children what what have you found that worked for for children
1: yeah, no, thank you. That's a very important question. I've just written an article about this, actually. I think the first thing is obviously child-friendly content. I think the way, you know, like uh, there's no point in continuously policing and, and you know, and, and threatening for hand-washing with still We need to find a way that appeals to kids that's very much based around peer-to-peer intervention. I think showing, them, you know, kids deserve to know the truth and very often they want the experiment. So Glow Germ Demo, the pepper test that we've used, for example, which shows that, you know, if you're washing your hands with soap, um, you know, and, and, you, 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 and you, you put the pepper, you know, basically just showing that there's something on your hands that you can't see and that if you wash with hands with soap, that, you know, you will, you will, you will remove some germs that are not visible. I think that's something else that worked very well. We've worked a lot on diaries and secret diaries, so making sure that kids can monitor their progress for the last, um, you know, for like 21 days or so. That's something else that has worked very well. We've done, you know, a lot of in-class activities. So making sure that, you know, peers to peer modeling about, you know, how you come in and out of the classroom and the whole classroom is checking on whether you wash your hands. What else have we done? Um, a lot, we're actually counting a lot also on the leadership of kids themselves. So there's a lot of activism um, that are currently that you can tap into into the youth and then make them the ones that are actually championing how you're going to be able to drive behavior change amongst themselves but also now amongst adults so they can be the reminders and using the of power to ensure that they're role model so i think those are some of the things that you do and of course we need to think about we need to think about surface hygiene we need to think about you know institutionalizing and i've always said in the past that if you want to know if a school is good go visit their loo's and go visit whether there's water there's soap and the hand washing and i think that becomes a top priority in terms of choosing a school, but choosing also the culture of hygiene and how embedded it is within that school, basically.
0: Uh, if people want to find out more about you or follow some of your, your, uh, your work uh, online between Nairobi and Massachusetts, what's the best way to do that?
1: Um, well, I'm on all the social media platforms. So on Instagram, as Miriam on, Miriam on a Mission. Um, and um, otherwise, you can find my website, uh, brandsonamission.com, Miriamcdb.com um, you know, I think that's probably, and Twitter as well, under Miriam Sidibe. So I think that will probably be the, start, the easiest way to follow how this movement is progressing. And I really look forward to getting more allies and, and also more people that are interested in joining me into this journey.
0: October 15th marks Global Handwashing Day. And with this coronavirus pandemic, it'll be a day with international importance. This Is Why is produced by me, Adam Toy, and Dave McIver. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can reach us by email, why at globalnews.ca and on Twitter at thisiswhy. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to This Is Why so you never miss an episode. We're available wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands. We'll see you soon.